0: And our passage for today is Micah chapter 7. Well, God spoke through Micah and his contemporary Isaiah, and God spared the nation of Judah. Israel to the north was taken captive and was scattered across the face of the known world in 722 B.C. It was just a few years later that the Assyrians high on their own victories, surrounded the great city of God, the great city of Jerusalem. And they bragged about all that they would do to destroy the people of God. And you can read about this in the Chronicles of King Hezekiah. As a matter of fact, emissaries were sent after destroying all the neighboring towns around Jerusalem. An emissary was sent and shared with the men on the wall That God would destroy them, and why would they even think that this God of theirs, who was the God, they believed, of the northern kingdom of Israel, whom they had destroyed a decade or a decade and a half earlier, that they said, who can save you, this same God? And they began to mock God. Now, it's one thing to mock the people of God. It's one thing to say things about uh, the people of God that may or may not be true. And God many times will have mercy and he will not overlook, but he will allow judgment to be postponed upon those people. But when you start making fun of God in the very city of God, in the household of God, then you are treading on dangerous ground. And indeed, Rabshakeh was, the emissary of the Assyrian king, made fun of God, and then he sent a letter to King Hezekiah and said, No one can save you, not your God, not any God, because we are the strong and mighty Assyrians. May I remind you that God sent one angel, and killed 186,000 crack Assyrian troops in one night. And Assyria was called all of a sudden back to their own homeland. And God spared godly King Hezekiah and the nation of Israel for another hundred years. You see, the Lord is so merciful and gracious. And this is what Micah settled In chapter 7, he begins to talk about how God loved Israel, and He would forgive Israel, and He would shepherd His people. Verse 14 says, "...shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your heritage." who dwell solitarily in a woodland in the midst of Carmel let them feed in Bashan and Gilead as in the days of old these were beautiful places bashan is the golan the golan heights of modern day israel golanitas of the new testament carmel karmel that is the place as we know where elijah fought the prophets of baal but karmel The Vineyard of God is a beautiful place in ancient times and is still beautiful today. It has uh, one of the natural forests that remains in the nation of Israel today. It has been a sacred place from ancient times and Gilead, Jabesh Gilead and uh, the mountains of what is modern day Jordan. They are absolutely spectacular in beauty. And so God says that He will make once again Israel like as in the days of old. As in the days when you came out of the land of Egypt, I will show them wonders. God is not finished working miracles in the earth. God is still working miracles. And if you read the book of Revelation, then you will see that the greatest miracles the world has ever seen are yet, still yet to come. The resurrection of Jesus was the last great miracle that the whole world knows of until the days. Yes, we had many miracles for 2,000 years, but I believe the greatest miracle since the resurrection of Jesus in our day was when Israel became a nation fulfilling biblical prophecy of hundreds of years, and yea, even more than 2,000 years, they would be back in the land under their own sovereignty, and God brought that to pass, that miracle that took place in one day. The nations shall see and be ashamed of all their might, and then it says, they shall put their hand over their mouth and their ears shall be deaf. They shall lick the dust like a serpent. They shall crawl from their holes like the snakes of the earth. They shall be afraid of the Lord our God and shall fear because of you. That is when people, God says through Micah, When I bring the people back in the land and I start shepherding them, the whole world will be afraid at what Israel can do. They will recognize their might and they'll be ashamed of what they did to Israel. Verse 18, who is a God like you? This is what Micah said. And remember, this was his name. Who is like God? Micah. Pardoning iniquity. That means forgiving turning loose, setting free those who were living in guilt and shame and in the bondage of sin, and passing over the transgression of the remnant of His heritage. The word transgression is the Hebrew word pasha, P-E-S-H-A, P-S-H-A, and it means to step over a line. We encountered this word in living color in Psalm 51, and in Psalm 32, Psalm 51, a prayer of confession. Psalm 32 prays for cleansing. And there it was revealed that Indeed, Pesha means to step over a line. You see, God has laid down some boundaries. There are boundaries that are absolute. They are not relative. They are set in stone. And God says, you pass over these boundaries, you pass over these markers, then you're out of bounds and you're going to pay a price. You see, that's what sin is. It will take us farther than we want to go. It will make us pay a higher price than we want to pay the passing over of transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He does not, talking about God and his mercy toward Israel, he does not retain his anger forever. The word retain is the word which means to build up steam, so to speak, to strengthen oneself. In other words, God says, I'm not going to just stoke the coals of my wrath and my anger. He could and he would be righteous in doing so. But look what it says in the next phrase, because he doesn't delights in mercy. The word mercy here is the word chesed. Chesed is used in a particular way in the Bible. It is describing all that God does for us and all that God withholds from us that we truly deserve that is judgment and he gives to us in kindness and in love that which we do not deserve and so hesed translated as i have told you before 12 different ways in the king james version of the bible And it is untranslatable into English. It is a Hebrew word that is unique. It was used of King David more than any other person. It was spoken by King David more than any other person. It was exhibited more in the life of King David than any other person. He exhibited it to others more than any other person and often twice over. What am I saying? I'm saying that the characteristic that made David a man after God's own heart is the very characteristic of God Himself, and that is chesed. God is chesed. In the New Testament, it is God is agape. God is all of agape and so much more. He is the source of all love. He is more than love, but He is the source of all agape. He will again have compassion on us, and He will subdue our iniquities. That means He will overcome our iniquities. And look at this, and He says, You will cast our sins into the depths of the sea. I read years ago, one author said, God will cast our sins in the depths of the sea, and then place a no fishing sign over them. He says, you will give truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham, which you have sworn to our fathers from days of old. And Micah finishes his great prophecy. Isn't it interesting that Micah starts out pointing out the fact that judgment is coming, but he ends the book in the last verse, reiterating that God is merciful. God is kind. God is filled with hesed, and God is faithful to his promises. You see, God will never wipe Israel out and never obliterate them and never allow them to be obliterated. Why? Because of the promises that He made to the fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, and then down the line to King David, that there would always be a kingdom, and it would be an everlasting kingdom. God is faithful to His promise. We are unfaithful, but He's faithful. And even when we are unfaithful, He is faithful. When we do not love as we ought to, He loves us. When we do not care as we ought to, God cares for us. And when we are insensitive, God is always sensitive to our need and what we need, and He will do what is best for us. Thank you, Micah, for reminding us that the God of Israel never sleeps, neither does he slumber, and he loves Israel with an everlasting love. He loves those of us who are called by his name, both Jew and Gentile, with an everlasting love, and he will forever be faithful. For On the Way, this is Tony Chris. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies.